helping you take control of your fitness, nutrition, and mindset. This is the KCLR Power Hour with Nathalie Lennon. Hello everyone and welcome back. You are listening to The Power Hour with me, Nathalie Lennon, on this glorious Wednesday evening. I'm with you until 7pm chatting through all things fitness, nutrition, mindset and well-being with you. I cannot believe we are on our eighth show here on KCLR already. Don't forget the aim of The Power Hour every single week is to give you the tools to take control of your health inside and out. I want to give you the power to maximize the quality of your life and of course have fun while we go add a little positivity to your day if you want to get in touch with any questions or thoughts that you'd like to share please do so on our dinnersready.ie text line 083 306 9696 you can whatsapp us here too send a voice note or of course reach out to my instagram at Natalie Lennon underscore. Always happy to help if I can. Coming up on this week's Power Hour, it is our running special. So if you've been thinking about getting into running, maybe taking it more seriously, this is the show for you. Of course, we have our usual Power Hour q and I'm going to answer the question, is it okay to snack before bed? We have a guest coming on to talk all things VHI Women's Mini Marathon. It is finally back in full swing this year. I have an expert coming into the studio soon to chat through all things running, where to start, how to improve, how to fuel for it. So get your questions in. And as per usual, our myth bust, our fitness funny, cheer challenge, and let me know how you got on with your homework from last week. But first, we're going to go to a quick ad break. Helping you take control of your fitness, nutrition, and mindset. The KCLR Power Hour with Natalie Lennon. Have something you want answered? Just let us know. It's the Power Hour Q&A. Hello and welcome back. So our question for this week, I'm just going to answer one because it's often one that I get asked by clients and on Instagram. Plus, I've so much in the show that I want to share with you. So the question that came in, is it okay to snack before bed? Now, eating a snack before bed is absolutely fine. Nobody should panic if you get the nibbles before bed. But you should try to avoid eating excessively or having a really large meal before bed if your schedule allows it. That's not always doable for everyone if you work a really long day or a night shift, you come home, you need to get your calories in at some point too. Now, if you do decide to snack before bed or you find that that suits you best, do try and stick to minimally processed, nutrient-rich foods. I'm all about balance, but before bed, it is best to try and do that. So what I would suggest is a complex carbohydrate and a protein coupled together. Now that might sound a little bit complicated. I promise you it's not. Remember, you can go back to our earlier shows on Spotify where we spoke about carbohydrates and protein more detailed if you want. But for example, cheese and crackers, oats maybe mixed with some milk and protein powder, a high protein yogurt with some banana or rice cakes with peanut butter. They are all great bedtime snacks. Now, it takes us a long time to digest fats so and large meals, of course. So if you eat before bed or a really high fat meal, your body won't be fully at rest while you sleep. When you go to bed, that's your recovery time. And if you think about after you eat a large meal, your digestive system internally is working so hard. When you finish that meal, that's only the beginning for your body to start digesting it. So that's why we suggest trying to have your larger meals at least three hours before bed. 
So what I would say is to answer this question, having a structured bedtime snack is the key. Structure being the really, really important word here. It can also help to manage your blood sugars too, but some say nighttime eating can lead to weight gain. You know, we all say we sit there, we watch TV, we take out the chocolate bar, the crisps, and we just don't stop going. And that can lead to mindless caloric consumption. But what I would say is if you structure it, so you say, okay, I'm going to have the cheese and crackers or what I choose to have is a yogurt bowl mixed with some protein and oats. You know you're going to have that. That's your bedtime snack. It'll keep you satiated. Do what works for you. Okay, now, considering that this is our running special, I'm so excited to dive into it because I do quite love running myself. This is my go-to running song. I, If you follow me on Instagram, you've saw me dance around my kitchen, dance around the road, dance around the fields to this song. It gets me going for my running. This is Body by Loud Luxury. Babe, don't make a sound. 2 a.m. low, gotta keep it down. Don't wait around for a signal now. Give me some verb, I ain't talking now. You wanna ride in the six? You wanna dine in the six? But when I lean for the kiss, you said I'll probably send you some pics. And I'm like, hell no, nah, been waiting too long. Hell no, nah, I want that cruel love. Hell no, nah, been waiting too long. Hell no, nah, I want that cruel love. Body on my. Losing all my innocence, yeah, body on my Finding all my innocence, yeah, body on my Losing all my innocence, yeah, body on my Finding all my innocence, yeah, body on my Losing all my innocence, yeah, body on my Finding all my innocence, yeah, body on my Losing all my innocence, yeah, body on my Finding all my innocence, yeah My bad, never got the memo That you never have fun while you're in the limo Yeah, you wanna ride in six You wanna dine in the six And when I lean for the kiss You said I'll probably send you some pics And I'm like, hell no Been waiting too long Hell no I want that cruel love Hell no Been waiting too long Hell no I want that cruel love Body on my Losing all my innocence, yeah, body on my Diamond on my innocence, yeah, body on my Losing all my innocence, yeah, body on my Wednesdays from 6pm, the KCLR Power Hour with Natalie Lennon. Now, I am joined on the line with Director of Human Resources from VHI, Amy Burke. How are you doing today, Amy? Hi, Natalie. I'm really, really good. How are you? 
I'm good. Very grateful to have you on the line because I know you must be extremely busy with VHI at the moment because the Women's Mini Marathon has finally launched. It has. I mean, this is probably just one of the most iconic events in Ireland um, and particularly iconic for, for so many women. And we're delighted that this year it's no longer virtual, albeit there actually will be a a virtual option for those that can't be on the streets of Dublin. So it's the first time actually we'll have virtual and the mini marathon across the streets of Dublin um, this year. So it's fantastic that everybody has the opportunity across Ireland to participate. That is incredible. I actually didn't realise the virtual option was still there for this year. That really opens it up to so many more people. So Amy, I'm going to go straight into asking you, um, what exactly is the VHI Women's Mini Marathon? For our listeners that may not have heard much about it before, can you tell us a little bit about it? Of course I can. I mean, the, the nice part about this is this is its 40th year, so it's a really special occasion. Wow. Um, and it's been, you know, running in the bank holiday, the June bank holiday weekend for that long. It's a 10K race, but when I say race, of course there are going to be people that will run it as a race, but the vast majority of women, you know, irrespective of age or ability, are just there to participate, whether that is walk it, jog it, or indeed, as I said, race it. Um, and it's a super occasion. I mean, I, I've never ran it myself, but I've been there many times, and, and the atmosphere on the day is so special. And this year, probably more than ever, because we haven't had uh, a marathon, mini marathon on the streets um, up since last 2019. It's going to be really special. Creating that, I guess, celebration of togetherness again is so important to become part of another another community um, and raising funds. That, that's a really big part. Um, yeah. And everybody across Ireland that has ever been involved in this knows it's so focused on the charities. It's actually estimated, Natalie, that um, over 226 million has been raised in the 40-year history. And I've no doubt, based on what I've seen, wow. So far in the activity, it is going to reach new heights again this year. Amy, I'm literally picking my jaw up off the floor here. My jaw dropped open, if you could have saw it in the studio, when you said the value that has been raised for the charities. And when you say the charities, is that like a vast number of charities? Is it one in particular? It's everything. I mean, everybody that does this, Natalie, they pick their own charity. But of course, you know, you have families doing it for a particular um, charity. You have groups of friends picking a charity. And you also have corporates um, who, who pick a charity and then participate on the 5th of June, um, as I said, either on the streets of Dublin or, in fact, virtually. So it's so many charities from the small to the big that it reaches out to. And it, it's really, really important for those charities. Amy, that's absolutely incredible. Um, I think you're probably raising much more awareness about the different charity aspect, about the fact that it's open to so many more people this year, because I didn't realise any of this myself until this very moment. So it's been taking place for 40 years. This is the 40th year. It's obviously a huge year because you're finally back after the pandemic. When it comes to the length of the VHI Women's Mini Marathon, it's obviously a 10K race, but the walking versus running element the 10k aspect i feel it welcomes a lot more people because often we hear of you know half marathons full marathons and it can scare people away because it's quite a high level 10k makes it very achievable when it comes to running versus walking on the day do you see a 50 50 balance or is there more runners than walkers or vice versa it's everything and look i'd be 
Um, it would be remiss of me not to say that if anybody's really interested, go to the, the VHI Women's Mini Marathon.ie website because it just gives you all of the information that you need. But it starts in Merrion Square. And for those of you that know Dublin, it then goes down into Donnybrook, south of Dublin, over the UCD flyover, back down by RTE, and, and you finish over Bagot Street Bridge. So you know, people will run it, of course they will. And, you know, in the last number of years, a lot of people have taken up running. Mm-hmm. Um, but people will also walk it. And, and from now until um, the June bank holiday, a lot of people are going to get themselves into the position of being able to run or walk or whatever is their choice. And, um, you know, VHI are, are providing lots of support in that. We, we've partnered with some fabulous females um, to promote it. So Ross Purcell is working with us, Amazing. as is Amy Connolly. And, and also um, Bella Zor, or Dervla, um, who is involved in fitness, is, is going to help us with training plans, you know, whether it's walkers, joggers, or runners, whatever that is. So you're right, Natalie, the, the 10K is achievable. Um, but I think it will be everything. People will stop, start, but of course you will also have those that really want to get a, a personal best of on course, the day, which is yeah. equally admirable, and we look forward to that. Exactly. When you hear the word race, I think anyone that has an interest in running, especially at a fast pace, they're going to sign up because of that competitive aspect. But the brilliant thing about the VHI Women's Mini Marathon is that it just brings together people to connect and have fun. It's not all about the competitive aspect, especially when you highlighted that families can do it together on the day and if they can't make it to the city, they can do it virtually. When you say virtually, this is an app. Am I correct in saying that, Amy? Yeah, I mean, this, it, it, this is what we did in 2020 and 2021, where people were able to you know, go to local parks. Um, I was in Marley Park in Dublin last year watching lots of people do laps of the park or even on their own streets. You know, you effectively do it yourself. But Brilliant. Anybody that has ever seen the images of, you know, the thousands of people on the streets of, yes. of Dublin is exactly as you said. It's the atmosphere, it's the energy, you know, that, that many women who have you know, a personal goal, which is running or walking, or equally a charitable goal, and go back to that charity partnership, you know, being able to raise money in an environment that is fun, hopefully it'll be dry on the day. Fingers um, crossed. And, and that you're surrounded by brilliant women um, in the city centre, that does create the most incredibly special, connected atmosphere. It really does. One it's... purpose, have fun on the day, raise raise money. But also there's, there is the other side of it, which is promoting... Um, a healthy lifestyle and we all know that exercise and walking is a really big part and, and that's synonymous with, with VHI and our ambition for everybody to leave you know longer stronger healthier lives and, and that's, that's a real reason for us partnering and being the sponsor for this mini marathon. And that is exactly why I really wanted to get you on air to speak about it today, Amy, because that's the message that I promote myself every single day. Getting out for some daylight, be that just a really slow walk, a fast walk, a run, getting out and about and getting moving for our for our mental well-being as well as our physical well-being is so important. And when you speak about the crowds of women that will be together on the day this year, 5th of June, is that what she said? It's the Sunday of the bank holiday, which is the 5th of June this 15th. year. And, and, and you're, you're right. I mean, people should now, it is open. So yeah. the entries are open and I'm pretty sure it will be fully subscribed this year, given the lack of event over the last couple of years. Um, and even, you know, from a health perspective, if you have a target, we all know that if we commit to something, we're far more likely 
to sustain that degree of activity. So, oh, you know, there's, there's April, May to say, well, what's my training plan? Even if it is only a walk every two or three days, or if it is that I'm going to go couch to 10K um, between now and then and, and build up one's ability to do that. It is, it is such an inspirational thing to aim for. It is, and it's still very, very, very doable in the time frame that is left. Amy, for our listeners, if they want to sign up today, would the website be the best place to send them to? 100%. The www.vhiwomensminimarathon.ie is the best place to go. And, and that has all of the information and all of the support it is. so, so that everybody that is signing up and, 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 and joining in what would be a fantastic day knows exactly what's ahead of them. And I did see when I was on the website myself that there is a participants race pack when you sign up. Would you mind just letting us know what is in that, Amy? Yeah, I mean, it's interesting. You obviously get a medal on completion, which is very special for lots of people, particularly those of us who, who start not having that, that element of fitness and, and achieve it over a period of time. Yeah. Obviously, on the day, there will be the T-shirt for everybody. Um, and I'm sure there'll be a number of goodies as well um, as we get closer to the 5th of June. But I, I don't want to ruin the element of surprise, we'll come, surprise. Come, come race day. Yeah, brilliant. And Amy, you said you haven't actually done it yourself yet. Will you be doing it yourself this year or will you be working and looking at everyone else taking part? Yeah, I'll, I'll be one of the chief cheerleaders and, and working <laughs> on the day. But it, it's my first time. I only joined VHI in the last couple of years. So it's my first time being a colleague on the day of, oh, of, of the actual event. So I am looking forward to that. But I, I've cheered lots of friends on over the years. So I do know how special it is. Um, and it'll be even nicer to be inside the ropes from a VHI perspective this year. Yeah, Amy, I have goosebumps at the thoughts of it this year, given everything that we've been through. It's going to be absolutely magical. If anyone is looking to sign up, there is still spaces there to do so. But you do think it may fully fill up over the next few weeks? That's, that's our expectation, actually. Um, it, and the reason for that is because we think there's a pent-up demand. Um, a lot of people used to do this every year, and obviously for the last couple of years it has been virtual. Um, so the more people that sign up, the greater the impact is, the greater the community we create, and obviously the, 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 the bigger the, the charities um, yeah. the donations to charity will become. So our expectation is that it will be fully subscribed this year. But the nice part is there's also the option to do it virtually. So it gives everybody an opportunity exactly. and it's fully inclusive. Brilliant. So to our listeners thinking of signing up for the VHI Women's Mini Marathon, the advice is get onto the website quite quickly if you want to take part in the city this year. Amy Burke, Director of Human Resources at VHI. I'm so thankful for your time on the Power Hour here on Casey Lord today. We'll hopefully chat to you very soon. Thank you. You're listening to the KCLR Power Hour with Natalie Lennon. Hello, everybody, and welcome back. Now, I'm just about to speak to our running experts. So if you have any questions, get them into us on our dinnersready.ie text line 083-306-9696. But before I do, just to mention to you, we had Amy Burke there from VHI speaking to us. And off air, she was telling me there is a VHI recruitment open day from 11 to 5 on this Saturday, the 25th of March, in the VHI Kilkenny offices. So that's in the IDA Business Park, a career. Thursday, 11 to 5, there's over 150 jobs available across tech, healthcare, and of course, customer service. Now, I am so excited for this interview. In studio with me, I have an athlete, coach, school commandant at the Defence Forces Physical Education School. I hope I've got this right. He is also with Kilkenny City Harriers Athletics Club. We have James Leddingham. How are you doing? 
Natalie, I'm great. Thanks a million for having us in. I hope I got your title correct there, did I? Absolutely spot on. Well done. <laughs> Fair play. Come here. I'm thrilled to have you in studio. We only got talking for the first time two weeks ago. Um, and I was so excited to hear about all of your personal running experiences. So to kick off the interview, do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself and your own running journey, maybe? Okay, no problem. Um, so I suppose my life has been very much influenced by, by running and started running at the age seven, eight. Um, would come from a family who would have been heavy in horses actually so during the summer months we would have spent our time show jumping uh, going to well. Gymkhana's going to um, show events Small and then, world because I'm the same my dad was a racehorse trainer so Okay <laughs> Okay excellent um, So then in the winter obviously horses are, um, are you're not as active with them and we'd have ran cross country and I would have had a lot of success underage at national level and I suppose off the back of that success you get drawn into it absolutely um and as it evolved my my love gravitated more towards running as it did for the horses and enjoyed it and towards the end of secondary school they would have my coaches would have been pushing me for scholarship in the states didn't really like the idea of going to america um would have been introduced to the idea of going to the army and actually my uncle was um an equitation um officer in the defense forces so i'd have known i'd have been aware of of a commission and what would have been involved there so i went for a cadetship and was successful um off the back of my leaving and the military aspects took over for a year or two and then i gravitated back towards the running and then throughout my career since i've i've been dipping in and out of it so for the for the military i would have represented um them in hyderabad in india in 2007 and i would have went to rio in 2011 and i've competed basically for 15 years as a senior um at national and international level over eight and 1500 meters that is incredible so over eight to 1500 meters and when you because we had a little chat about this you'll have to remind me kind of 5k 10k distances would you run them often yourself or you're more kind of shorter distance fast beat um, so in my main career it would have been that middle distance yeah. and that's where I would have excelled so coming back to 5k 10k might be for a lot of people what it's like to come back towards a marathon yeah. it would be getting a little bit too long for me in terms of range but probably as I head into my later career now I'm doing more 5k's 10k's because you don't need as much specific track exactly. work and it's easier to yeah. train for that um, so I'm probably delving a little bit more into that now and then I would have been coaching basically since I was in my late teens I would have started off uh, with a, a club in, in Limerick when I was in college there Fantastic! and I would have coached a lot of uh, individual athletes so probably that's where I'm more heavily involved now Brilliant, so it's great to know that you are back kind of doing the 5k, 10k mark because I feel like a lot of our listeners today will probably be looking to maybe get going or reach that level of running um, Can I ask you one question before we dive into that more? What is it about running that you love so much? Because personally I get addicted to the runner's high. That's there's no endorphin flow like anything else that compares to post run for me. What is it about running that you love so much? Um I suppose initially it would have been exactly that and it's the competitive side to be successful at a sport obviously brings about um an attraction uh, for it. Self competitive or competitive with others? Um both. You be both. Yeah. Um there's nothing more exciting especially in the likes of 8 1500 meter races where you're putting yourself in a tactical position and you know that the people around you you could beat them or you're at least hoping that you can beat them yeah. and, and there's that real sense of competitiveness. Um but as as time evolved, I probably became more aware of the benefits for me in terms of my career. So obviously uh-huh. with the Defence Forces, being active through running would have 
benefited my career. Um, any of the physical courses that you would have completed, then you would have been excelling Absolutely. in. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And then, as I suppose later in life, it would have been the physical gains of running. Um, it's it's one of the easiest sports that you can be involved in, or physical activities that you can be mm-hmm. involved in. You walk out your door and any place that you you know, be it the road, paths, etc. Um, and that's is, where, sorry to cut in, but just to say during the pandemic, obviously, that's where so many people took up running for the first time when they'd maybe never done it before because all we could do was walk at our door and use our, our five kilometre radius during that time. Um, so moving on to my next question for you, James, how can someone, this came in so much because I asked my Instagram followers to pop in any questions for our expert here today. How can someone go about beginning to train for a 5k or 10k race or run for example do you just go out and go for it one um one of my followers said or do you do a few minutes at a time what is your best piece of advice when it comes to starting to train for a 5 or 10k distance i suppose it's it's first off to put a plan in place if you're going to invest so much time in something um to structure your week and not to just go out one day a week and try and get all your running in but to actually look at distributing it across the week and using the seven days. So if you're going to run three days a week, look at how you, you actually plan that. And then beyond that, how you're going to progress it so that you have progression week on week. And, and the guide that I would give there is 10%. And normally what I would suggest with people that I work with is to work off time rather okay. than distance. Okay. I think it's a more protective way of, of guiding your training. So if you start off this week and you do 30-minute run um, and you're coming from an experience of, of, of running or some sort of physical exercise you might be at that start point yeah. then next week your, your run might move on to a 35 minute run that you don't just go from 30 to 50 because you're you're going to uh, obviously put a lot of stress on the body that's not 10% <laughs> uh, well 33 minutes so for, yeah. your, for your first one and, and beyond that um, and then that you'd that you cycle your training and even not to go hard every time that you run and that's a huge pitfall for, for beginners particularly and it happens quite a lot. A lot. Mm-hmm. So you go out the door, you have the same route, same distance, and every evening that you run, you're looking at the time. And if you're running slower than you did the previous one, mm-hmm. you're starting to get disillusioned. And that shouldn't yeah. be the case at all. So even progressing on to that, that you go with an 80-20 rule. So 80% of your exercise should be low-intensity running. Or you could cross-train, uh, be it on an elliptical trainer or a little bit of bike. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that you have a certain amount and that's that's quality based and the way that I would describe it to people when they're designing their training is that you run above the pace that you hope to race at below the pace that you hope to race at and at the pace that you hope to race at that is absolutely brilliant James I've never because I have listened to so many podcasts and studied a lot about running myself and done quite a bit I've never heard someone say that 80-20 rule with regards to running and I think that is powerful because a lot of my followers would be putting themselves a lot every single day doing high intensity training that reminds you to really bring it down I also use that 80-20 kind of metaphor when it comes to life and your overall kind of balance with nutrition you know 80% whole foods um, nutritious rich foods 20% balance you know your chocolate your drinks whatever it is so I love that 80-20 um, when it comes to so you mentioned like maybe three days running when it comes to strength training alongside your running how important is that? Um, so obviously strength training reduces injury risk it strengthens muscles and um, the connective tissue um, improves uh, boost your your neuromuscular coordination and power and it improves running economy so Mm -hmm. the two things that would contribute to performance would be your your physiological gains which is what's happening inside the body Mm -hmm. and then how efficiently that you move 
So obviously, strength-based training is, is going to, to help you there. Um, so it doesn't need to be going to the gym, lifting heavy weights. Um, for most athletes, I would suggest Pilates can be a quite good start point. And particularly looking at center girdle mobility. So that mobility around your, your pelvic area. Yeah. So most of our injuries from that stem into, into running comb are associated in some way with imbalances or tightness around the, the hip area. Yeah, you're looking so, at someone who's had serious hip injuries here yeah. as a result of just that. <laughs> so very, very simple mobility exercises, some activation exercises. And when I talk about core, I'm not talking about like your, your abdominal muscles. I'm talking about that whole center girdle area. So yeah. from your glutes round to, to, to your lower abdominal muscles. And if you've got a good, strong, solid base, everything else will be strong off it. I think the last kind of four sentences that you've just said for anyone listening or listening back on this on Spotify come the time I just want people to hear that again and again and again because I didn't know that when I was really into running it was just like go out and run and just do it and run as hard as you can go into the gym and lift and lift as heavy as you can and I wasn't working on my core and thinking about that whole area my glutes included and that led to a partially torn hip labrum not sure if you've ever heard of that injury never goes away it's still there but we're, we're learning to work around it but as just someone who can say from what you have just said it's so important that people who are starting off their running journey really take heed of that and work on their strength on their core or their pilates or a little bit of weight training don't try to do everything all at once and go out the door and just run fast every single day and in the, ba- in the back of your mind always should be that my strength training shouldn't take my running it should complement it brilliant so the day that you go to the gym and you come away feeling really domsy that's a day that you work too hard. Yeah. So that would definitely be my advice. On Rest the, on and recover setting. before you go back into the gym or running again. Absolutely. Um, so then my next question for you, let's put this down to nutrition. We hear so often about carb loading before our runs and I see it a lot on Instagram as well. I'm going for my 5K, so I'm carb loading and sometimes I question a lot of what I see there. When it comes to fueling yourself before and after your run, would you have any advice here? So I suppose overall with nutrition, particularly if you're speaking about 5K, 10K athletes, we can only store so much glycogen in our muscles. So this idea of carb loading really doesn't um, hold much much weight for me. Even when it comes to marathons, I'd be careful because you can bring about gastro issues. So exactly. if you go taking on something the night before a marathon, that's particularly where carb loading would, would come into play. You might actually upset your stomach. Yeah. That's not used to taking on that mm-hmm. amount of carbs. And you might spend a lot of your time in your marathon in the in the port lose along the way yeah. which is definitely not what you want so when you talk about nutrition my take on it and you you hit it lovely earlier with the the 80 20 rule mm-hmm. so that you have a balanced diet the foods that you take on are mineral and nutrient dense mm-hmm. plenty of fruit and veg plenty of fiber um and that you have your square meals across the week and obviously you have your your little sheet foods uh, or your sheet night for your yeah, takeaway or whatever it might exactly. be so it's all about balance and perspective really exactly, when it comes to nutrition yeah. for me so when it comes to the 5k 10k mark really there's nothing you need to do a whole lot different apart from maybe not eating too close to your run and just hydrating well before and after your run would you definitely say? um for me anyway I would prefer to go into a 5k, 10k run with an empty stomach okay. than to go in feeling a little bit bloated. Oh yeah. So you might, if you have a little bit of of um, a hunger before you go, it might be something light. Yeah. I would avoid uh, taking on something that's heavy in potassium. So be careful when you eat like bananas mm. pre-race because that can actually bring on a stomach cramp. So something that that is simple sugars, 
um, just offsets your hunger and will get you through your training or your event. Um, and if you're in 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 an event that's less than 75 minutes would be the mark, yeah. you don't really need to fuel during that event. Brilliant. Um, and also then we talk about hydration. Unless you're talking about a, a really hot day, you don't need to be taking on fluids. You don't need to be carrying your water bottle with you with when you're you. doing your 5K or 10K. Brilliant. Obviously, if there's there's water stations along the way, take on your fluids. Yeah. But you don't need a, a backpack of stuff going brilliant. through the event. James, this is brilliant. You are busting so many myths for all of our <laughs> listeners right now. Okay, my next question for you. Beyond the 10 kilometer mark, obviously, we've just had um, a chat with Amy from VHI, and that is a 10K uh, race or run. But when it comes to the advice beyond this, someone's looking to do a half marathon, which I've done myself, or a full marathon, which I can't even comprehend. What is your advice when it comes to scaling up your training for longer distances? Because often we hit kind of mental blocks and we think oh I can't I can't run past 5k I just stop I can't go any further what advice would you give there so back to what I was saying to you earlier about time time yeah. is a great way of progressing your, your training week on week so if you start off this week and you're going to have four runs five runs in the week just gently bring all of those runs up incrementally week on week and particularly when you're talking about marathon we, we gravitate towards the, the infamous long run mm-hmm. so with your long run that you're giving yourself enough time to get to the, the amount of the appropriate amount of time on feet like really when I talk about long run I talk about time on feet as opposed to pace brilliant so with a marathon block what you really want your athletes to have is a preconditioning phase before of at least two three months and then a marathon specific block of four months and at the start of your marathon specific block what you'd like your athletes to have is a consistent running time of maybe 80 to 90 minutes and that allows you a really good start point that you can safely progress them from your start point of your marathon specific block to your marathon. And you keep it really controlled. You increase week on week safely. Yeah. And whatever you get to, you get to. So it's not to get to three hours, you know, um, and then to jump to four hours because you think you're going to run a four hour marathon. Yeah. If you get four hours in your prep or three hours in your prep, you will definitely cover your four hour marathon. There'll be Absolutely, no question about that. Yeah. That is brilliant. So ideally... What you want to do is four months before your marathon, be at an 80 to 90 minute kind of running time. Yeah, is so that if you built up to yeah. that, that would be a good start point. Brilliant, yeah, because that was a question that came in a lot. You know, could I run it in, in three months? Could I could I prep for a marathon? Not really. You want to give yourself a lot more time than that to prevent injuries. Well, there's a lot of success can become from running 5Ks, 10Ks, and the mini marathon has been really successful in well, achieving that, distance, that for people. Yes, yeah. So for some people starting out when you haven't run before, and now you're trying to get into structure training. 10K is a long distance. That's a oh good... Oh my gosh, yeah, yes. you And know, when so you stop running for some time, because I was at the 21, 22K mark, then I stopped for a year or two with the injuries. 10K now seems impossible to me. I'm wondering will I ever get there again? So I think we that's very important to remind the listeners that 10K is a really, really uh, tough challenge and something to be really proud of as well if you reach it as absolutely. is 5k absolutely absolutely if you've never ran a 5k before and you start training and you finish out continuous running of a 5k you are up in the top percent of the population in ireland of what they could actually achieve yes so i love don't that. take it don't take it for granted certainly not so come here i'm going to quick fire some questions at you now okay absolutely. so quick fire means we're, we want to try answer these in like 10 20 seconds so i'm putting you under pressure but i want to make sure i get to you as much as i can oh this one isn't going to be hard to answer quickly but come here we'll try post covid running what do you do uh so <clears throat> what i'd say with with, with post covid running is that you need to be very careful coming back. Like your body's been through a, a very serious illness and you just need to monitor your your energy levels and you might just start off with, with a walk. 
and there are some really good guidelines out there as to um there's there's uh, kind of higher level pro athlete coming back or yeah. there's lower end and just google it look at what's there and follow those if you feel good little and often build it up over the course of a few weeks and for most you'll actually have missed out in a week or two of training because of covid yes. so now you've lost fitness as well so it's to appropriately come back at a level that's safe um, and that doesn't put your body under too much pressure. Listen to your body, yeah. Absolutely. Um, what shoes are best for short road running? Or your personal preference even? Oh, God. Um, <laughs> so I, I'd always be very careful when you're advising on, on shoes. There's, so, there's no such thing as a perfect shoe. Mm-hmm. Um, when it comes to running, you have to consider biomechanics, weight, your, even the shape of your foot. Um, is important but what I would say to people is go and buy a shoe that's designed for running middle of the road has good structure good form and use it only for running brilliant yeah that is a very solid point because lots of people get a shoe and think it's their gym shoe and their running shoe you need a separate shoe absolutely because you actually decompress your shoe by walking around in a day to day Ah. and it takes about 24 48 hours for your, your shoe to actually come back to its shape so if you spend, you know, whatever, eight hours of your day in the yes. shoe that you're going to run in, now you've actually taken away the performance of that shoe. And the foam technology now has become such a big mm-hmm, part mm-hmm, of mm-hmm. the running shoes, you're actually reducing the, 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 the integrity of the shoe. I've never, I never knew that before. That's a really, really um, solid point for all of our listeners. I think we'll all be taking that one home, along with a million others that you've given us today, James. I had so many more questions for you, but we're just going to have to get you back again soon to answer That's them. no problem um, So we're going to have to round up here soon, but before I let you go, if people want to get in touch with you, James, or Kilkenny City Harriers, what is the best way to do so? Okay, so for, for myself, you could link in with my, my Facebook, um, so James Lettingham, L-E-D-I-N-G-H-A-M, um, or with KCH, they have their own website, info at kch.ie, yeah. um, and on the website, there's, there's contacts there, so if you want to get involved with the Fit for Life aspect of the club, which would literally be somebody new to, to running, um, and obviously they have an established uh, senior club as well so anybody's welcome along to any of the sessions brilliant okay and I'm also going to tag your Instagram on my Instagram after the show I know you're not that active there but keep an eye to your inbox because you might get a few questions James it's been a pleasure to have you here in studio thank you so much for coming in today actually thanks a million we'll Delighted. talk to you soon Cheers. we're going to go you. to thank you we're going to go to a quick ad break you're listening to the KCLR Power Hour with Natalie Lennon Dustin and Sucky, Ted and Dougal, Black and Amber. There have been some epic combos, but in Kilkenny today, there's only one that matters. The epic combo from Four Star Pizza. Any large pizza and two regular sides, only $17.95. Get the epic combo from Four Star Pizza Kilkenny. Online, in-app, or in-store now. Ireland is leaving diesel behind, and Toyota is leading the way. More and more drivers are choosing our incredible range of self-charging hybrids. So talk to your local dealer and start your electric journey today. You'll never take a wrong turn with Toyota, Ireland's best-selling car brand in 2021 and 2022. Toyota, built for a better world. Best-selling claim based on 2021 and 2022 most recently published monthly figures. Our gardens are where we grow big dreams. All it takes is a little endeavour and imagination for them to blossom. And at your local Steel dealership, we're with you every step of the way. With an amazing range of steel lawnmowers, grass trimmers and hedge trimmers, transforming your garden has never been easier. Our powerful, lightweight designs put the control in your hands. Steel, your dream garden awaits. 
Find your local dealership at steel.ie. Wednesdays from 6pm, the KCLR Power Hour with Natalie Lennon. The Power Hour Fitness Funny. Hello everybody and welcome back. I hope you enjoyed that interview. I really could have kept talking with James for another hour, so we'll have to get him back. Um, but first off, we have our fitness funny story of the week and get them into me if you have any funny stories that you want shared next week. So I'm going to share one of my own, considering this is a bit of a running special. So I was running along a country road, which was really quite near where I lived, and I was seriously high from endorphins, this runner's high that I was telling you about. It was pulsing through my veins. My favourite song came on, which we played for you earlier in the show, and I was giving it socks. I really didn't think anyone was around. I was half dancing, half running, half in the middle of the road. I only had one earphone in for safety. Um, And I was singing so loudly. Then I looked into the field right beside me, and there was about three or four farmers out of their tractors having a catch-up. And what could I do when I laugh and kind of nod and keep going? But it was the most mortifying moment of my life. So that is my fitness funny story for you. And now we're moving into our myth bust. Clearing up those misconceptions, the Power Hour One Minute Myth Bust. So the myth that I'm going to bust this week, you're probably not expecting, but I thought it kind of fit in with the theme of our show. And the myth is you have to walk 10,000 steps a day. Now, a goal of 10,000 steps is absolutely brilliant. But if you're just starting off your walking routine from absolute scratch, it is unrealistic. So for anyone listening that's only starting off with a walking routine, not to mention running, maybe it's down the line for you. Even if you walk for five to 10 minutes to begin, that is something. And also remember that if you've walked or you've ran a lot on other days of the week, you don't have to hit 10K on your recovery days. It's okay to rest and not go out and hit that 10K. If you do, great, but take the pressure off yourself. Um, so yeah, that is my myth bust for this week. Take the pressure off. Now, to round up the show, I'm going to move into our cheer challenge. Please let me know how you get on last week. Pop me a message on Instagram. We asked you to think or write down 10 things that you were grateful of because we were talking all about mindfulness. So I hope you've done that. And this week, my challenge for you that will hopefully make your mood increase tenfold is cook a new meal. Get creative in the kitchen. So often we tend to get stuck cooking the very same meals every single week. So make the effort to find one new recipe this week, guys. Buy the ingredients and cook up a storm. There's loads of recipes on my website as well if you want to find them. Okay, don't forget you can catch up with all of our shows on Spotify. I had Shannon Redmond helping me here behind the scenes tonight. I want to thank her so much. You have Owen Carey coming up on Fully Loaded with lots of tunes. I wonder will he play my favourite song, uh, Body For You, all over again. And next week, I will be back here talking a little bit about dancing. Dancing has a very, very special place in my heart because I've done it for years growing up. Potentially, it's what's given me the confidence to come on here and dab my hand in radio and speak on Instagram. So I'm going to have an amazing choreographer down here with me. Fingers crossed next week don't forget to tune in at 6pm on the power hour here at KCLR I will also hopefully be getting some footage on the Instagram of KCLR of maybe Shannon doing some dancing maybe me doing some dancing you never know well do you know what if you follow my own Instagram you see me dancing half the time anyway so that's nothing new but if I have a choreographer down here with me I'm going to do my best to get him uh, to get everyone else up here dancing who knows maybe even Brian You never know. Okay, so we're going to wrap it up there now. We'll talk to you very soon, guys. Don't forget to tune in again next week. Take care.
Carlo, Kilkenny, KCLR.